the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, it's another Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to have news and notes to get to, and a fantastic guest who has been on the program before, and I cannot wait to talk to this gentleman. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google, uh, not Google Play anymore, Google Podcasts. Uh, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and of course the Hopped Up Network uh, Monday mornings before 6 a.m. It's usually much earlier than that. You can listen to the podcast version of this show, uh, download it, and listen to it at your leisure. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, John Henderson, the man behind the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, join me. Yes, the festival is happening this year. It was canceled last year due to COVID. Baderfield, June 4th and 5th. That's right. New location uh, at Baderfield, outdoors. It is going to be awesome. We made the announcement last week. Uh, changes, of course, COVID restrictions, etc. We'll get into all of it with John in just about 20 minutes from now. Uh, different bands are going to be there. The ones that were originally scheduled, they are not available for 2021. John's got all the 411. We're going to get it all to you about 20 minutes from now. Opened up with Rush. Read an interview, Free Will. Um, and no, this has nothing to do with the uh, the, the politics of the day, of, of uh, censorship or alleged censorship that people are... Uh, are thinking is happening, uh, whether it's with the president or somebody else. This is not a political program, um, so I'm not going to get into that. But I am going to get into Rush the Band, um, in that Getty Lee uh, had done an interview recently. I don't know if Alex Lifeson was a part of it. Um, but basically they said the band is over. Um, he'd like to get back with Alex in the studio and do some things, but Rush, as Rush, is not going to ever happen again. They're not going to bring in another drummer and suddenly say this is Rush. It's just not going to happen. And let's face it, that's the way it should be. Um, whatever Getty and Alex decide to do is going to be brand new because Neil Peart was the one who wrote the lyrics for most of the songs. Or, or at the very least, was the, the bigger contributor, I should say, in the lyrics, right? So whatever Getty and Alex come up with is going to be completely different from what they're they're used to. And I still think they both have a lot of music left in them. And it would be great if they got together and did something, and did something different. Not the same thing. Different, obviously. So we'll see what happens. But they basically put to rest um, any rumors that they were going to, you know, hire another drummer and, and do something else and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not going to happen. 
So we shall see what happens uh, in the coming months. Let's dive into some uh, beer news. Uh, a new year and a new look for Blue Point Brewing Company over in Patchogue. Yes, I know they're owned by AB InBev, but you know Blue Point, one of the original innovators in craft beer. Um, you know they've been around for a very, very long time. A 23-year-old craft brewery updating its logo and all packaging with a cleaner, leaner look that communicates its heritage. With a pointed focus towards the future, each beer in its core and seasonal series, and all innovation brands are getting the refreshed treatment. Uh, Blue Point's general manager, Carrie Schaefer, said when Blue Point went through a logo update and packaging refresh in 2017, we were playing catch-up to the craft industry at that time. We were still using the original graphics from 1998. Um, they want to pride themselves on being forward-looking and innovative, and with this update we're rolling out, we're finally getting back to that position. They used a Brooklyn-based design studio in Bardo Industries to help give a glow-up to the brewery's logo and packaging system. New logo reimagines the buoy and replaces weathered textures with sharp lines. Uh, the packaging system gives a clean and consistent look across skews and for an eye-catching billboard effect on the shelf. Labels, case wraps, and trade materials feature illustrations commissioned from artists around the world to reflect each brand. Now, uh, these products will begin rolling out in mid-January with the new branding, Toasted Lager, Optical Illusion, Imperial Sunshine, Spectral Haze, and additional brands in market by March. Uh, and Lit, which is Blue Point's line of hard tea seltzers, which was released last year, will maintain its bold 90s inspiring packaging. Toasted Lager, to my, uh, you know, listen, to me, Toasted Lager is one of the one of the better lagers that are out there. I'll still drink it if it's on tap somewhere. It's a great beer. Uh, it's one of the beers that really got me really, really interested in craft beer. Um, and, of course, the first show of this program was because of Blue Point, and I went out and interviewed Mark Burford. Um, out at Blue Point's facilities, their old facilities, before they opened up their new building. So kudos to Blue Point, and uh, looking forward to seeing the new logo on packaging very soon. Threes Brewing has expanded outside the city, a new Long Island beer store. Um, they're, you know, with their, their flagship beers of Villette Pilsner and Logical Conclusion IPA, both are great beers. Uh, you know, obviously they've been around since uh, 2014 in, in uh, Gowanus, Brooklyn, with their popular brew club. A brew pub? I don't know why I'm having an issue with, with talking today. Threes have, has since grown their operation. A second location in Greenpoint, a seasonal beer garden on Governor's Island. Um, this space, though, in Long Island will primarily be a to-go business, serving walk-in customers as well as servicing web-based pickup and deliveries to the entirety of Long Island. The shop offers a broad range of beers from Threes in addition to an assortment of beers from fellow breweries. In the future, there will be a small on-premise operation, a light food menu, and seating indoors and out for now. It's a 1,000-square-foot shop, offers pickup and delivery for packaged beer and crowlers only. Draft options uh, will be added once on-premise opens sometime this spring. shop will also carry coffee from 9th Street Espresso, tea, wine, cider, hard seltzer, kombucha, and an assortment of snacks and light bites. Three's Brewing is located in Huntington, uh, 20 Clinton Avenue in Huntington, New York. Uh, they're open Wednesday to Sunday, 1 to 9 p.m., pickup and delivery only for now. So kudos to Three's. That is uh, pretty awesome. Uh, their beer is fantastic. Their Villet Pilsner is, uh, is an exceptional beer. I certainly uh, suggest that you try it. And if you're out in Huntington, you can get their beer to go and bring it back to your house. Perfect. Truly Hard Seltzer. Uh, has, um, let's see here, they have announced the launch of Truly Iced Tea Hard Seltzer. I think we mentioned this on the show a couple of months back. It's now available nationwide in eye-catching golden cans. The Truly Iced Tea Hard Seltzer Variety Pack offers four styles, lemon, raspberry, peach, and strawberry, each flavor offering 
uh, a hint of fruit, and the refreshment of real brewed iced tea with only one gram of sugar, 100 calories, 5% alcohol volume, just like the rest of the Truly lineup. Uh, they also uh, have launched Try January. It's a campaign to encourage drinkers to explore new things and new flavors like Truly Iced Tea. Anyone that wants to opt in to Try January, uh, just go to the Truly website for Truly Iced Tea swag in the form of beanies, sweatshirts, koozies, and fanny packs. Uh, that started uh, January 6th. Folks opting for a more dry January can check back in February to score their swag or save their items to enjoy on February 1st with a cold Truly Iced Tea. Of course, uh, it is available nationwide right now, the Truly Iced Tea, in variety 12 packs as well as 16-ounce and 24-ounce single-serve cans of lemon iced tea. Prices vary by market. Uh, for more details, just go to trulyhardseltzer.com. And finally, Iron Hill uh, has opened up a brewery tap house uh, located at 260 Eagle View Boulevard at the shops on Eagle View, uh, Eagle View Boulevard in Exton, Pennsylvania. It is now open for dine-in, takeout, and delivery. Pennsylvania got their dine-in privileges restored uh, a few weeks ago. Indoor and outdoor, of course, state mandate, weather permitting. Dining hours at the Tap House began on January 4th from noon to 9 p.m., Sunday to Thursday, uh, and 12 to 10 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. Mark Edelson, who we've had on the program before, who's the director of brewery operations, he says opening the Tap House is an exciting milestone for Iron Hill, including the large-scale production facility. To see this dream come true for the founders, oh, I'm sorry, this was from Kim Boresma, uh, especially Mark Edelson, uh, and the entire brewery team has been so rewarding and is their passion uh, of and pride for Iron Hill that has made this all possible. Kim Borema is the CEO of Iron Hill Brewery, and we can't think of a better way to enter our 25th year of operations. I was getting ahead of myself there. I apologize. Um, this is Iron Hill Brewery's first large-scale production brewery. Uh, they have 26 taps. Craft beer fans will delight in the Tap House's opening tap list Six of Iron Hill's signature beers are on there. Iron Hill Light Lager, Vienna Red Lager, Pig Iron O Porter. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, there are a number of different beers. Um, and it looks like it is just Iron Hill beer that is in there. They will also have um, four packs of Iron Hill, be- uh, Iron Hill beer can be purchased to, gl- to go. Uh, a number of different selections. Of course, they have signature cocktails, uh, wine, all different types of stuff, and, of course, an extensive menu. Uh, at the brewery, uh, and in keeping with Iron Hill's tradition of giving, Tap House would donate $1 from each three-alarm firefighter's burger with two patties, smoked gouda, fire-roasted poblanos, fried onion strings, fiery chipotle sauce, and a toasted potato bun to the Lionville Fire Company. Very cool. And, of course, um, the Tap House was designed by Bray Architecture, um, and so you can actually watch brew be- beer being made. Sort of like if you've ever been to... Um, uh, the 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 tap house in um, in Allentown, uh, Fegley's Brew Works. If you've ever been there, you can actually see production uh, going on. The tanks uh, behind you uh, at the bar. So that's pretty cool. So kudos to Iron Hill uh, for opening up that new tap house and a different concept uh, in terms of pub uh, and beer uh, and food. There you go. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. And again, a little bit later on, John Henderson, the guy behind the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, is going to join me. I am so excited. I cannot wait uh, for the um, Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest, Baderfield, June 4th and 5th. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little classic rainbow with Joe Lynn Turner there and I Surrender, who became the lead singer after Ronnie James Dio left the band and formed his own solo act. So uh, good stuff, man. Joe Lynn Turner, very underrated vocalist uh, in the heavy metal circles. He was fantastic in, in a bunch of different bands. And uh, I think, didn't he, br- I'm pretty sure he briefly sang with Ingve Malmsteen in the early 80s on Ingve's second album. I'm pretty sure Joe Lynn Turner was the vocalist. And then eventually Ingve started to sing, which was, to me, at least a mistake. He should have stuck to the guitar. But anyway, what are you going to do there? Listen, coming up in 10 minutes, we got John Henderson. He is the man behind the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. He's going to join me on the program. The festival will happen this year. It's at Bader Field on June 4th and 5th. Uh, we, I talked about it last week on the program. We'll, of course, there are changes for the event. Uh, the bands that were originally scheduled to be there last year are not going to be there this year. Uh, COVID restrictions, all kinds of stuff. We're going to get into all of it with John in just about 10 minutes from now. But let's dive into a lot of news going on all over the beer world. So Coronado Brewing has kicked off 2021, uh, their release schedule, with an Orange Avenue Shandy. Um, this is an ode to the company's original Orange Avenue wit. This shandy is anything but classic. It's a super juicy tart with a hint of sweet shandy that is the perfect addition to an already stacked uh, Coronado Brewing lineup. Uh, It's a 4.2% ABV. It's a wheat ale brewed with two-row malt, wheat, and flaked oats for extra body, juicy orange, and honey. Support the beer's juicy mouthfeel. Just a hint of sweetness on the back end. It was already uh, released back on January 8th at the company's three locations. They're planning a full market launch by the end of the month. Um, it'll be part of the company's core lineup in 16-ounce cans and six-packs. Uh, the, uh, the beer began shipping to distributors on January 11th. It'll, it's uh, already available at the company's three locations, as I said. And, of course, for more information, all you got to do is go over to CoronadoBrewing.com. I have got to get back there at some point when, um, when this whole COVID mess uh, is over with. I am uh, planning on taking a vacation for myself for a couple of days and uh, just might uh, do a, another trip back to San Diego uh, to hit up the breweries there. Because for my money, it's some of the best beer that you're going to find in the country. That's just my opinion. There's a lot. Listen, there's a lot of great stuff in New York City, a lot of great stuff in New Jersey, but I can get to that all the time. Um, in other places in the country, can't get to that so much. So, um, you know, definitely uh, something I might do. Now, another place I might want to end up at, at, and we're staying in California, is Firestone Walker. Uh, apparently, they have released Wookie Jack again, their uh, wild and wooliest IPA, as they call it. It's back for a limited time. Uh, it is out of the uh, brewery's uh, Propagator Pilot Brewhouse in Venice, California. Uh, this past Tuesday, January 12th, Wookie Jack available via a small batch run of 16-ounce cans in a four-pack format. Uh, it'll also be limited to all Firestone Walker locations, as well as online at firestonebeer.com. Um, it is, uh, again, it's a, again, a black IPA. It's a dark IPA. The hops are dank, sticky, citra, pungent, amarillo, both of which incorporated into a massive dry hop regimen. So again, you can only get this at Firestone Walker, uh, locations, uh, and it's only available for a very limited time in a 16 ounce can. No word on if there is a draft option. It sounds to me like it is only available, um, via 16 ounce cans. Now, restaurants across the Hudson Valley that have been struggling to stay open during the pandemic can now apply for aid. The, um, the, ra- the Raising the New York State Bar Restaurant Recovery Fund. Boy, that's a mouthful. 
and I don't know how somebody would remember that, but they're now taking applications. Again, it's the Raising the New York State Bar Restaurant Recovery Fund. They're taking applications. The fund has $3 million to hand out, hopes to give restaurants up to $5,000 to help them financially stay afloat. Uh, I'm sure, listen, you know, some would say, what's $5,000? It's a drop in the bucket. But, you know, any money can help these people, um, you know, help them to stay in business, help them to continue to pay their employees for a little bit longer until things can open up more naturally. Governor Cuomo earlier this week in the State of the State Address talking about we can't wait until all the shots are given to get businesses open. I would contend that maybe businesses should have stayed open, um, you know, to some limited capacity during this. But all right, he's trying. Uh, I don't know if he's trying hard enough. But anything is uh, is better than nothing uh, for these restaurants, bars, and breweries and distilleries that are trying to stay open uh, during uh, the pandemic. And not just those, all businesses. We've got to do what we can to help all small businesses. It's not just not just beer. It's not just you know booze. We've got to help all of these small businesses or as many uh, as we can. Now, Twin Elephant Brewing, they're doing something new. They are going to be doing home delivery. Now, it's only available in Middlesex County. Uh, Thursday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's a $50 minimum, a $5 delivery fee. Someone has to be home with a valid driver's license to accept the delivery uh, during the entire delivery window on the day selected. So whatever day you pick, you've got to be home the entire day because they don't know when they're going to be dropping it off. I'm assuming they are bringing it themselves. So obviously somebody has to be there that's 21 or older in order to sign for it. Uh, But this is great that Twin Elephant has decided to branch out into home delivery. It's only Middlesex County for now. I think they are going to eventually expand it if there is um, enough uh, people that say yes that they want it. Um, I find they're they're picking up at the brewery very convenient. Uh, but uh, listen, kudos to Twin Elephant. That's awesome. It's, again, it's a $50 minimum and a $5 delivery fee in order to get that. Now, uh, staying in New Jersey, the New Jersey Senate uh, and unanimously approved a bill to help restaurants dealing with the, the difficulties caused by the pandemic. Now, this is a second attempt at a bill that Governor Murphy vetoed uh, over a week ago, saying it bypassed health and safety regulations. That was the governor's reasoning for um, vetoing this bill. Now, you have to remember, both the Senate and the Assembly passed it unanimously. So it went back to the Senate. Now, this bill would allow restaurants, bars, distilleries, and breweries to operate outdoors until at least November 30th, 2022, no matter when indoor dining returns to full capacity. Right now, indoor dining capped at 25%. Um, The second attempt, a result of discussions had by Senate President Steve Sweeney, Assembly sponsors in the governor's office, this according to Senator Paul Sarlo uh, in Woodridge, one of the bill's sponsors. Now, as Sarlo said, he said, this is important and it is timely. Restaurants, bars, distilleries, and breweries have experienced significant business losses because of the coronavirus crisis. They need to know that they are permitted to operate outdoors for the next two years so that they can invest in purchasing fixtures such as tents and umbrellas necessary for outdoor dining. The bill allows businesses to file an application with municipal zoning officers to extend their dining and drinking areas to patios, decks, yards, walkways, parking lots, and public sidewalks. The applications cannot be rejected under the bill as long as they are in compliance with health, safety, fire, and zoning laws of the town. The previous bill that Murphy vetoed received widespread support from the dining industry, including the organizations uh, like the New Jersey Business and Industry Association and the Brewers Guild of New Jersey. So this is important. Two years. 
Now you'd say why why is it two years? Because it gives these restaurants and play and breweries and distilleries the ability to invest. So they're going to spend money knowing that they can make money. Uh, my local restaurant decided not to to purchase uh, you know one of these igloos or whatever for more heating during the winter time because they'd have to make X amount of dollars in order to pay for what they're renting. So it wasn't it wasn't good enough for them financially. Now, if you're saying, okay, outdoor dining is going to be extended for two years, now they can invest in it, maybe something small, and then build up to it. This is a smart move. This is something the governor should pass immediately, and I'm hoping by the time this broadcast airs, it is passed. If it is, we will update you on next week's program. Ale Smith Brewing Company thrilled to announce the release of their first 2021 Speedway Stout variant to be followed by three more quarterly variant releases later this year. It's the first time the brewery distributes their canned Speedway variants on a national scale. So this is going out across the nation. That's great because if it's in New Jersey, I'm definitely going to get it. Behold, the first of their 2021 Speedway lineup, Speedway Stout Special Variant Number 1. Then it's Speedway, it's Speedway Stout Espresso and Madagascar Vanilla. It's their signature edition of their Imperial Stout infused with tons of Madagascar Vanilla and a bold espresso blend bestowing intense notes of chocolate, coffee, vanilla, and dark fruit. The release available this month through February in four packs of 16-ounce cans, uh, and it already started this week. Uh, at select Alesmith distributors nationwide. Check out the distribution network uh, by just heading over to alesmith.com slash distribution. And then finally, some French wine that is truly out of this world was delivered this past week. The SpaceX capsule brought a case of Bordeaux back from the International Space Station as the Dragon capsule splashed down. The wine's been aging on the space station for about 14 months after being shipped up as part of a Luxembourg-based startup experiment. It will remain sealed at least until next month when wine experts will sample a couple of bottles in Bordeaux, followed by months of chemical testing to learn how space affects fine wine. That's pretty cool. So the wine was it was up there for 14 months. Let's see how space has affected it, uh, and they're going to sample it. Oh, of course, in the interest of science, I think that's a pretty cool idea. See, I love space. I love the space program. I got to see the space shuttle when I was a kid uh, lift off the third launch. Uh, in Florida, and I've always been an, uh, an aficionado of space. In fact, my first career or career choice was to be an astronaut, but listen, I'm dumb when it comes to math, so that's that's why I'm not an astronaut. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, when we come back after a short break, John Henderson, he is the man behind the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest. He'll join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on social media at Twitter, at Algatulo. Yes, I haven't been banned yet. Instagram at Gatulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Of course, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast or on iTunes. Now, my next guest is the promoter for the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest, but he's got, he does so many other things. He's doing a new podcast now. We'll get the name of that uh, from him in just a moment. He's just, he's kicking butt and taking names, but now... Because of COVID-19, uh, they had to move the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest to a new venue. Yes, it's going to happen this year. Uh, it's a new place, new date. Uh, it's taking place at Baderfield in Atlantic City coming up Friday and Saturday, June 4th and 5th, 
tons of beers, great bands, food for purchase, so much more to do there. It's going to be spread out. It's going to be awesome. It's one of the best events that I go to every year. Of course, couldn't go last year because of COVID, but I will be back this year. ACBeerFest.com is the website for more information and, of course, to purchase tickets, which are on sale right now. Let me welcome back to the program John Henderson. John, how are you, my friend? What is up, my dude? Good to, good to be on the show again, Al. A lot of caffeine, my friend. A lot of caffeine right now. So this you is free bake that stuff. <laughs> if I listen, let me tell you something. If I could snort it, I probably would. Now nice. this <laughs> this has been a long journey for you to get this event up and running uh, because of all the stuff with, with COVID and going on. Now, how did you come up with the idea of moving the event to an outdoor venue? You know, so on the onset, right, we didn't, we all, I think we, everybody was in the same boat. We thought that, you know, this is, this is going to be a blowover in, in three months. And the initial festival in 2020 was April and got with the convention in March. And we, you know, people don't realize we postponed this event um, for uh, three weeks from when it was supposed to happen. Right. You know, we just kept kind of on the edge of our seats. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And there was, I remember the day that I realized that, you know, this was going south, you know, and I just like, oh, you know, we've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars out in marketing and deposits and bands and, you know, like, you know, this, there's nothing worse could happen, you know, and then we start, we get close and then, you know, we've got to make the decision to call it. And we said, all right, we're postponing it because by the time August comes around, we're going to have this thing under control and it's not such a big deal. And lo and behold, August came around and in well, July came hit and we we're like, yeah, man, this is, uh, Let's be realistic. You know, we're just going to have to call it for this year. And people are like, oh, no, say October, say this. And we had already had, you know, at this point, you know, we've our witchcraft event, our right. uh, seafood fest, our tattoo expo, our micro wrestling, our dragon boat race. So all these other events were just like, yep, postpone, cancel, postpone. And it was a level of frustration. So, I, you know, I said to our team, I was like, you know what? In July, August isn't going to be a thing. Um, let's just, you know. The Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival is, it's not going to happen again until 2021. Mm. And let's push it to April, you know, and, and hated that. Hated that I had to tell our consumers and our brewery partners and, you know, hey, we're going to push it back again. We're going to push it back again because it just seemed, it seemed neglectful. It's, you know, it just, it seemed gross. And, you know, having, you know, giving all our deposits back out and, you know, spending all this money that we couldn't really get back because, you know, like us, we're like, oh, we're just going to take your, you know, your payments or your tickets and we're going to move them to the next. You know, we had um, contractors that are like, yeah, listen, you know, your, uh, your deposit, we're going to just keep rolling, you know, and, and refuse to give it back. And, and we understood, right. you know, because a lot of times, like with our festival, there was so much uh, capital invested in spreading the word and the message and, you know, that we're like, all right, we just got to keep moving, moving and moving um, to where we could, you know, pull this festival off. So we realized that August wasn't going to happen and we moved to uh, April of 2021. And in December, 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 uh, yeah, December, November started to kind of say, okay, you know, when when we canceled our tattoo expo, how realistic is April? You know, we're four months away. We, and this is November, we know that a vaccine's on the horizon, you know, and, and then listening to the chatter of anti-vaxxers and, you know, and just listening and listening and saying, all right, well, we know a vaccine's a tool to come back to life. And we've got conversations. We do, we've, we do, you know, 11 of big events a year, you know, and you know, with that, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, you know, have got a lot of industry contacts, you know, Live Nation and AEG and all these other partners, you know, and, and constantly talking to other people who do this. Right. 
Um, and everybody, you know, and, and we knew that if organizations were the organizations that were really going to move forward were a professional event organization to say, hey, we know we can do this safely and effectively. So in November, December, I started to meet with my buddy, uh, Mayor Marty Smalls, and then it was like, hey, you know, I've got an idea. And meeting with Ovations and um, Meet AC and kind of the players that, you know, it would take to take such a massive undertaking, which is sitting in a box, mm-hmm. right? The Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, for all intents and purposes, is is like a good stew. All the components are in there. Right. Now it's just marinating in this box, right? right? Waiting, waiting for people to just, you know, come and enjoy and the breweries and everybody to come together and, you know, to see people smile or to at least hope they're smiling under their masks, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> we, we make this decision. We work with the moving parts and we start laying out the floor plan. And here, you know, we go from half a million square feet, which is a lot of square fi- footage. I mean, sure. there's not a beer festival on the East Coast that takes up that much space. Right. <clears throat> and saying, all right, well, we're now going to take it from half a million square square feet to 142 acres, you know, and that's what's huge. that going to look like? Yeah, right. and and knowing, you know, in November, December that, yeah, we're not going to be, we're just going to be putting shots in arms in, in April. And, you know, hopefully by May, you know, everybody who wants it can get it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And which, you know. And is is definitely optimistic, but but you know, but realistic. But it's realistic. But I think. Yeah, it's realistic, yeah. and that's what we had to do. We had to manage expectations. You know, we had to be realistic about what's actually going to happen. You know, and then communicating it and having the conversations that we need to have. You know, we've had conversations right up to you know with senators, right up to you know to health inspectors on the state level. Mm. You know, saying here's here's our plan. You know, here's how we think we can do this safely. Uh, and you know, really, you know, nobody's going to openly endorse it from a from a state level yet. Right. But as we get into you know um, February, March, you're going to start to see that. Right. That hey, you know, Good Time Tricycle has a plan to execute this safely. Uh, do we think you know typically the, the sessions are eight thousand eighty five hundred people? I don't think that's going to be realistic. You know, I think we're going to be more four or five thousand people sure. spread out over what is twenty acres of the hundred and forty two. So you're looking at fifteen, ten to fifteen feet between booths. You're looking at you know. Um, uh, tents that are set up, you know, so that when lines hit, they don't intersect, you know, really playing a version of Tetris or Jenga with this floor plan to, to bring home kind of that social, social dis. I hate the word. I just hate I it. I, just, I know. As, I know. As, as a, spacing. You know, you get spacing. it. Yeah. Spacing. As, yeah. As social people, you hear social distancing, you want to throw up in your mouth. Right. You I know. know I totally get it. I totally get you it. Know? So, so these protocols are going to be in place where you're going to have things spread out. And we're talking with John Henderson, the man behind the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. ACBeerFest.com is where you can go, the website, to purchase tickets. Because I, I want to get that stuff in before we run out of time here. But um, So you're going to have everything spread out. Um, you're going to have, uh, I believe you had mentioned, uh, plastic cups for tasting. So it's not going to be, you're going to have reusable cups so that people aren't, uh, m- you know, messing around here. What other things are you going to do to keep people safe uh, with COVID-19 protocols? So, you know, and again, they're, fl- they're fluid protocols, sure. right? You, you, we all know that they change, you know. So right now there is a mask mandate. And, you know, if you're not eating or drinking, keep that, you know, keep that ninja mask on. Right. You know, we go to, and you know, I, I was really hard pressed on the disposable piece because 
you know, I am to an extent an environmentalist as well. Sure. And I think, you know, when COVID started and all this PPP, everybody who was like, save the whales were, ended up turning into what whales, right? right. So, right. Like, exactly. You know, there's this weird... Survival of the fittest. Yeah, yeah, it's what it is, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, you're looking at, you know, temperature checks. You're looking at, you know, signage. Um, our restrooms, you know, we're, we're bringing in probably close to 200 porta-potties with a team wow. that just wipes everything down. <laughs> Yeah, I'm constant just, you know, wiping things down, encouraging people to stay with the groups they came with, uh, encouraging social, social distancing, you know, asking all the breweries to pour from pitchers versus taps into plastic cups. You know, there's going to be a kind of a pouring process, you know, and, and really, you know, there's a lot of learnings, you know, and what mm-hmm. I ask the general public and people who purchase tickets is, you know, keep that in mind, you know, because people are so quick to sling. I'm unhappy because I had to wait in line for two minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and we want people to be realistic in what it takes to pull this off. And we're not just pulling it off for the sake of keeping our company afloat and supporting craft beer and supporting a, a region, but we're doing it because people need to get out of their houses and start experiencing life, exactly. you know, and that's what our company is known for is creating experiences. But we need to, we, people need to have step back a little bit and don't be so quick to, to judge or, or to poop on it or, you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to do something. And, and the same aspect of those people who are out there saying, oh, it's never going to happen. Life for 2021 is dead as well. You know, I, I'd like to, for those people to stick a sock in their mouth. <laughs> you know, if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel comfortable, keep, you know, you can put your opinion out there, but stay home. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah, restaurants, breweries, live events. You know, if you're out there saying it's too soon, it's too soon, and you're kicking and screaming, we don't want you there anyway. You know, stay right. home until you feel safe again, because we don't want to do anything to make you feel unsafe. And if you want to kick and scream because events are happening and you don't want to leave your basement, then don't leave your basement. But, you know, don't try to put the fire out for the rest of the people who, who feel safer and are doing the things to we're getting the vaccines. We're, you know, we're put, making the financial investments into, you know, the protective equipments. And, you know, and that doesn't just hold true for festivals, but it holds true for some of these businesses. Like I sit there and watch the these brewery threads and you comment a bunch and mm-hmm. you know and you're very you're, i mean you're you handle it significantly better than i do i'm just dropping f-bombs and you know eggplant emojis and you right. know just you know, uh, just, you know i try to be as diplomatic as possible but there are times when people torque me enough where you know but also too i, I look at social media john as as one of these things I'm never going to dissuade you from your opinion. You're going to have your opinion. Yep. You're going to stick to it. I'm never going to convince you one way or the other. I put it out there. You're passionate about it. That's great. But the moment you really start getting personal and stuff, then I have an issue with it. Otherwise, listen, go ahead. Go, go at it. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. But people take social media way too seriously. And my feeling is... If you're going to say something on social media, you better be able to say it to my face. Because if you can't say it to my face, then don't be ty- don't be a keyboard warrior. You know, you gotta you gotta keep it real here. Now, I'm going to run out of time, so I don't want to I don't want to run out of time here. We're talking with John Henderson. Uh, he's the promoter of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. It's taking place at Bader Field in Atlantic City, Friday and Saturday, June fourth and fifth. ACBeerFest.com is the website for more information and to purchase tickets. Uh, the bands. I know you're announcing them in March, John, uh, but uh, can you give the listeners a tease? As to what style is going to be there, uh, maybe a, a clue, you know, or something. What, what can you give me in thirty seconds? 
so we've we've had success with ska we've had success with punk with reggae with you know kind of that that whole world um even you know with the kind of the lucero the rockabilly you know so we're all over the map i mean the, the challenge right now is to find bands that that want to play you know that aren't doing a tour so we're kind of weeding through that working through a, a more challenges than we thought but you know ultimately we will deliver uh we just really kind of seeing what options or who wants to come out of the come out of the practice room and, and get on a stage in front of a couple thousand people and that's really where we're at now you know we've got offers out we've got requests we're we're fielding you know some safety concerns from bands and some some you know, these bands don't want the negative press of being the first bands to play a, a big venue, right. you know, right out of the, uh, the pandemic. And I, we understand that, yeah. you know, so we're just, you know, we've got to watch, you know, to see what the rest of this month in February brings to really kind of push some of these bands that, that aren't opposed to it off the fence. John, I trust your judgment. I know you're going to do a kick-ass job, and I will absolutely be there. It's Friday and Saturday, June 4th and 5th, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. It's taking place at Baderfield in Atlantic City. acbeerfest.com is the website for more information and to purchase tickets. John, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Looking forward to seeing you, my friend, in June. My man, always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. You got it. Uh, up next, Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. <laughs> Busy humming along on that one. Further on up the road from Eric Clapton live from the 70s. Welcome back to the final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. I do post some stories on there from time to time when I feel that it warrants it and maybe I can't get it into the show for that week. Uh, you can hit me up via email at albert g at nycradio.com. By the way, thanks from uh, my buddy Sean from Selling Craft Beer and the podcast Selling uh, Craft Beer. Hit me up. Uh, had listened to a couple of the podcasts. Just wanted to give his feedback. Appreciate that, my friend Sean. We're on alexaradio.com, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. We're on Hopped Up Network as well. You head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this program, uh, usually Monday mornings before 6 in the morning. You can also listen to Sean's. Selling Craft Beer Podcast, a great, great podcast that gives you everything that you need to know in 10 minutes or less. It is very, very cool. Now, um, we have suds and duds. So let me fire away uh, a couple of things. Uh, Untied Brewing, I was over there uh, during the Christmas break and uh, got a chance to talk with Matt Green. He gave me a couple of uh, some of their newer versions of beers uh, to try. One of them happened to be Tucked Away. Love the tangerine in this beer. That was a delicious IPA. Uh, and, uh, you know, 
Matt is is just I've I've said this before and I'll say it again. They're doing such a great job over there uh, with their beers. You definitely have to check them out. They do have outdoor seating. They've got heaters outside, but as indoor is open. And again, as I've been saying all along, folks, these breweries need your help. Even if you're going, even if you're doing a dry January this month, buy a gift card from the brewery. You're putting cash directly into the hands of a brewery. It will help them out during this pandemic, and they would really appreciate it, and so would I. Citra and Strata, a hop that needs no introduction, uh, is another one from Untied that Matt gave me a can of. Uh, Nice, juicy, smooth little hop behind it. Really enjoyed this beer. Uh, Just, again, thank you, um, Matt, for the the beers, uh, for trying them. Both of them were excellent. Uh, Really enjoyed them a lot. Uh, As always during the holiday season, Med Elf comes out from Trogues. This is a great beer. The folks from Trogues, uh, Jeff Herb and the, and the guys over at Trogues, they sent me this. And I love that it was in a 12-ounce can. I love the bottle, but I like it in a smaller version because sometimes you just want you to you don't, don't want to drink as much. And I don't want to waste you know, what's, what's in the bottle. Maybe I don't want to finish what's in the bottle. But, uh, you know, a perfect seasonal beer for Christmas time. Delicious, fruity, the spices, the honey in it. Uh, I know people say that it tastes like cough syrup. Not to me. I think the honey gives it a nice sweetness um, that really allows it. And, again, it's one of those beers, you got to drink it slow. It's one of those beers you let warm up a little bit, sip it slow. And it's an excellent beer, the Mad Elf from, uh, Mad Elf from Trogues. Uh, if you can find it in stores, get it. It will not be there uh, for much longer. Uh, finally got a chance to dive into a beer that Founder sent me a while ago that I hadn't had a chance because, it, again, it's one of these beers that, you know, it's a 10 11%. you got to let it sit a little bit. you got to drink it slow. Uh, the KBS Maple Mackinac Fudge uh, by Founders. Man, very good. Fudgy, but not too sweet. Uh, chocolate and creamy. The bourbon uh, in it, I felt I felt a little muted, um, but I really enjoyed the beer. I don't know, maybe because I'd let the, the bottle sit for about a month or so before I opened it. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining that it was very sweet or overly sweet. I didn't get that at all on the sweetness uh, factor of it. You really got that chocolate fudge flavor, but it was not overly sweet to me. Uh, but definitely the bourbon was there, but it wasn't um, It wasn't oppressive. Uh, no, oppressive might be a bad term. Um, I just felt like the bourbon was a little weak in this. I, I wanted a little bit more bourbon. It was just the right amount of fudge for me. That's that's how I look at it. Um, as we continue on here with our Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, my wife and I finally got a chance to head over to Alternate Ending Brewing over in um, in Aberdeen. And uh, we got a reservation for Saturday afternoon for lunchtime. Let me tell you something. First off, the food. I'm going to remark about the food before I talk about the beers. Um, the food is fantastic. The Grandma Pie Pizza that they have, and that's what they're really specializing in, Tallulah's from Asbury Park is doing the menu. Uh, but the the pizza is really the focal point of alternate ending. It's a grandma pie. It is enormous. My wife and I could not finish it. We had to bring home a bunch of slices. I think it's like eight slices. I think we only ate maybe two or three of them and brought the rest of them home. The pizza is fantastic. Had the pretzel. Uh, it was good. Um, I love the, uh, the, 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 the beer cheese and the mustard. The problem I think I had with the pretzel was it was a little too buttery. And I know that sounds, you know, blasphemous, but it was a little too, like, you know, slick to grab at it and kind of dip it in the mustard and stuff. I think a little less of that, um, you know, probably would have been better, but the pretzel is enormous. The portions are huge. We ended up getting dessert, had these cider donuts that I ended up taking home, had one of them, really delicious, probably better to have it there because it's warm, but you get a lot of food. I mean, it's fantastic. Now, 
getting into the beers, the thing that I like about alternate ending, you can get a flight, but I don't think really a flight really appreciates all the beers they have there. So they do 7-ounce pours, and they also do bigger pours as well. And I like the fact that you can get a 7-ounce pour because it's enough to really have a taste of the beer. So one of the ones that I have was the Berlin Iron Jam uh, by alternate ending. Uh, this is nice and tart, good lemon flavor in this. I really enjoyed that a lot. My wife had the other version of it, uh, which I think was mango. Um, yeah, it was mango. And I don't think she was crazy about it. It's a, That one was okay. I like the original version of the Berlin Iron Vice. That was very good, and I love the lemon in it. Uh, then I had the Royal Rug Pilsner, which is actually available in cans right now. Perfect pour, crisp, light, had that nice, creamy, foamy head on it that you really want. Go- goes perfect with a pizza. I mean, that's the kind of beer you want to have with your pizza. It was delicious. Really enjoyed it. And then they gave us, um, uh, they, they, they bought us around, and I think we had, I think the Pilsner was the one that they bought us. And thanks for the, uh, for the beer. And the hospitality, everything was fantastic. Um, but I'm trying to think, what was the other one? My wife had the stout. Um, I think that's Jack's Revenge, um, which she didn't like, but I liked it. It's a little bit dry, a little roasty. Uh, that one I enjoyed as well. Cannot wait to get back there again. Uh, excellent place. They've had some issues with COVID, um, so definitely check before you go down there and definitely get a reservation. But the tables are well spaced out. Um, there's no issue uh, I, it, at least for me in terms of social distancing, but a, a couple actually sat outside. It was freezing that day, but great place to go to in Aberdeen right off of route 34, uh, in New Jersey. Fantastic. We had a really great time. Regiftable by Bolero Snort. Now, when I bought this, when I was over at Bolero a couple of weeks ago, I really thought to myself, there is no way I'm going to like this. It's kind of fruitcake, consi- you know, uh, uh, esque. And boy, was I wrong. A banging kettle sour. Amazing amount of flavors in this. Cherry, orange, fig, cinnamon, nutmeg, and more. All of it shouldn't work. I I get it fruitcake-wise, but it absolutely worked for me. Delicious beer. Loved it. Uh, Could could have drank three more cans of it. Fantastic beer. Well done by the guys at Bolero. Uh, The folks at Alosta Brewing had sent me a few beers uh, a while back. and Over the Christmas holiday, got a chance to finally try them. Irish Gorilla is one of them that they sent. This is a pastry stout. The vanilla and marshmallow, uh, marshmallow in it were fantastic. The graham cracker is subtle, but you can taste it. It does not taste like an 11% beer at all. Very, very subtle. I drank it slow, um, but without a doubt, did not taste like an 11%er. Excellent beer. Thank you from the folks at Alosta that sent this. The rainbow cookie from Source Brewing. Finally got a chance to crack open the bottle of this. I had a little taster of it, but the bottle itself and shared it with a few friends. A liquid rainbow cookie. Amazing, delicious. The almond and apricot in this are perfect. This is the this would have been the perfect beer to have during the Christmas holiday. Uh, you know, you pour this for a few friends and uh, and you just let it go. What an excellent beer! And if you like rainbow cookies, if you're into you know all those different types of pastry cookies, if you like rainbow cookies, that is the beer to have. That was unbelievable. And then finally, um, Ernie Huey from. Uh, over at Paragon Tap and Table, they're giving me a can of this a while back. Finally got a chance to crack it uh, from Evil Twin. Ricey, Ricey, the Clementine Lemon and Lime Beer. This is how I describe it. It was like drinking a glass of orange juice with a twist of lemon and lime. This would be the perfect Sunday kind of mimosa type of beer if you're having brunch. Excellent. Well done. Evil Twin always knocks it out of the park with their beers. And this one is no exception. Now, my thanks to everyone involved in the show, as well as my guest, John Henderson, the man behind the Atlantic City Beer Music Fest. 
uh, June 4th and 5th, I believe it is, uh, at Baderfield. Let me just check that real quick before I, uh, I definitively say that that is the date. The date is, let's see, it is June 4th and 5th over at Baderfield in Atlantic City. You definitely want to be there for a fantastic event. I will be there, certainly, not both days, but certainly at least one of the days, probably the Saturday. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back live on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.